Welcome to the Wellness Wave Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Locke, and my goal is to help you help yourself unlock your full potential for receiving abundance and success. Every Monday, jumpstart your week by empowering yourself with knowledge and advice about wellness and personal growth, biohacking and habit stacking, manifestation and nervous system regulation, and so much more. And remember that slowly is the fastest way to get to where you want to be. Wellness is a lifestyle and a movement to create a world full of people who feel safe, strong, and loved. And practicing good wellness habits can have a ripple effect on those you surround yourself with. So with that, let's create waves. Hello, dear friends. Welcome back. I am certainly happy to be here chatting with you guys as I've been alone all weekend. Um, and it's honestly been a little bit detrimental, not gonna lie. I've been kind of having a hard week after, a, you know, obviously a really good couple of weeks. I, I feel like my nervous system is just purging some junk. Um, I'm not really sure what's going on. I I know I've talked a lot about my struggles with anxiety in the show so far, and I'm I'm thinking that I'm going to go start um, talking to my therapist again, which I'm actually excited about for the purposes of this show. I think it could could bring up some really good content, so that'll be fun. Shout out to my therapist. She rocks. But the past few months have been quite heavy, both in terms of highs and lows in a lot of ways. I think I've mentioned in a past episode that um, we had to say goodbye to my grandfather a couple months ago and my dog that I've had since I was 10 years old about a month ago. Um, That was Ruby. She was so sweet. And both of them lived really long, beautiful, wonderful lives but they were both suffering a lot at the end of their lives. They were in a lot of pain and they were just kind of hanging on for dear life, literally. Um, so in a way, when they finally made that, you know, their their spirit made that choice to let go and to be set free, it was this really strange and kind of confusing sense of relief. And I'm sure those of you who have experienced this kind of loss understand that and and are familiar with it. But that's kind of what I want to talk about in today's episode is just the the struggle of grief and dealing with the confusing emotions that pop up and that includes relief and guilt and obviously anger, depression, betrayal, um desperation, all these confusing emotions that come up come up and you know all the beautiful happy memories that come up as well. I won't lie, I'm not super familiar with grief in terms of losing people to death. The these were like really the first times I've encountered this kind of grief um and with my grandpa and my dog. I feel really blessed to, you know, be 24 years old and only just now experiencing that kind of grief, but it also causes me a lot of anxiety for the future to be honest however I don't want to just talk about grief in terms of death of people or of animals in this episode because you can grieve a whole lot more than that right I mean we can grieve lost relationships we can grieve 
places when we move from a city we can grieve our past selves that's really what I want to get into is this idea of grieving who we once were things that we were once able to do that maybe we aren't able to do anymore because we're growing older and sometimes it feels like our bodies are betraying us as we age but at, but at the same time we have to acknowledge that while we're giving up some of these qualities that once held a big place in our youth, we are also gaining a lot of wisdom, a lot of perspective, experiences, memories, both good and bad. And that's just all a, p- a part of going through this journey together, right? We're all in this journey. We all have our ups and downs. And part of this contract that we sign when we come to earth and we decide to love and let our spirit love and be loved is that we're going to lose someday. And I know from personal experience that this can be a really overwhelming thought and really lead you quickly into the existential dread kind of arena. But we also have to think about all of the beautiful art and, and and stories and connection that has risen because of this experience of grief. I know for me personally, I feel like my family has really grown a lot closer as a result of these painful experiences and this loss because it's it's through that loss that we realize how important these people in our lives are and how we cannot take any moment that we have with them for granted. And that doesn't mean we need to sit in this place of anxiety and fear and um, anticipatory grief about the future, but it means that we should focus on this moment being good. And, you know, we might have little inconveniences or minor discomforts or little anxieties here and there, but if we can really step back and, and like, for example, I've been feeling a lot of anxiety this weekend But at the same time, it's like I have this beautiful roof over my head. I have this beautiful home. I have my pets. I have my mom who I can FaceTime and cry to if I need to. You know, life really is not bad. It's good. And obviously, we go through really hard times. But we don't have to let those hard times define us and who we are, how we're going to think, our thought processes, etc. As somebody who feels emotions very intensely and is very sensitive to sensory input and just my general experience of the world, I've learned that it's very important to let ourselves feel emotions fully, just really breathe with them and to to remember and to tell ourselves, remind ourselves that we can handle painful emotions and we will get through them. I know that it can be easy to to get stuck in this place of like, this is just how I'm going to spend the rest of my life. Blah, blah, blah. Dreadful. And yeah, being stuck in that place sucks and I am all too familiar with it. But when you're feeling these emotions, especially when you're grieving, you will laugh and smile again. You will get through this. But at the same time, you don't really move on from grief. You move forward with it. So it's it's important that you don't try and run away from it and you don't try and push it away because a lot of times what happens is we try to push the emotions down or run away from them, put them in the back of our head, work through it, power through it, and then we don't really get the chance to 
process our grief. And it ends up showing up later in life as subconscious, unresolved trauma. Grief is a natural process, right? It's it's our body's way of handling the loss and it doesn't comprise of one emotion. So saying that grief itself is an emotion isn't really accurate because grief itself is more like a phase or a, it's, again, it's a process. It's not like, oh, I'm feeling this sadness or I'm feeling this joy or I'm feeling this anger or hatred or resent, resent resentfulness, resentment, resentment. Yeah, that's the word. <laughs> It's none of those singularly. It's all of those combined together. And I'm sure that you've heard that there are stages of grief. They're often laid out as shock, denial, anger, bargaining, depression, testing, and acceptance. But the truth is that it's not so linear. It's not so simple. Anybody who's experienced grief, which is a large majority of us, us, whether you've had somebody leave this life or not you've probably experienced some other kind of grief and you know that healing isn't a linear journey there's going to be some back and forth and there's going to be relapsing into old pain that you thought you had healed from you know one day you might feel happy and joyful and and like you've moved past it but then the next day you're going to feel pissed off and angry and want to just scream and hide in a hole and that's perfectly okay and then the next day you'll feel happy again but you'll feel guilty about it because you feel like you don't deserve to feel that joy without what you've lost feeling guilt like this can sometimes turn our grief into something known as complicated grief which is essentially a disruption of the grieving process Um, And it's like a negative reaction to the emotions that we're experiencing. It's us talking. It's that internal voice saying that you don't deserve to feel these emotions and you need to tough it out and power through it. You don't have time for this. You know, your boss is going to fire you if you take some time to, to really experience your emotions and let them move through you and heal. I want to talk about an experience that I've had that I certainly would equate to grief. Um, I've mentioned I have health anxiety and I think that I've mentioned once that I have a fire ant allergy. Um, I used to be the nature girl, you guys. I was running around outside barefoot all the time. I, you know, was in the woods every single day. I got bit by bugs all the time and I thought nothing of it. And last summer, so not this past summer, but the summer before that, so it would be 2021, I guess. Yeah. Summer 2021, I was working as a camp counselor for a nature preserve and I was down with my little kids at the creek. And I got bitten by some fire ants. And I had had a few fire ant bites throughout the summer b- b- prior. And I'd had some like nasty localized reactions, but nothing that I was super worried about. And then I had a bad reaction. I had full body hives. 
it didn't get to a point where I couldn't breathe, but I did end up going to urgent care and had to get, you know, all the steroids and high dose of Benadryl and all that stuff. And I carry an EpiPen now. And that was a highly traumatic experience. It was, I would certainly mark it as one of the biggest turning points in my life. I have still been grieving the what feels like the loss of my old self because I am I don't feel like I'm the same person that I was before this experience my health anxiety is through the roof um it's something that I have to consciously work on every single day I avoid a lot of outdoor situations I used to love camping I don't camp anymore um and maybe someday I will but but I'm not there yet and there have been days where I feel so angry at the universe and at nature and I don't understand why this is my experience and I have days where I just feel anxious and depressed. I mean, pretty much every time I'm outside for extended periods of times, there will be little moments of anxiety here and there. Um, I don't wear shorts as often or you know, even short sleeves is often, especially if I'm going to be in the woods. Like I used to wear chacos and shorts and whatever, and I would not do that now. But then every once in a while, there's a beautiful moment when I'm outdoors. I just forget about all of those endless voices in my head telling me to be afraid and to be scared. And I can just take in the beauty of Mother Earth. I've also developed this really profound realization thanks to some friends that nature is neither for you nor against you and it's really this beautiful kind of yin yang yin yang however you pronounce it approach to life and seeing that yeah nature can definitely be beneficial and we wouldn't be here without it but it can also be pretty gnarly and at the end of the day everything's just trying to eat each other but that's the whole circle of life aspect to it And, you know, just it gives me gratitude for the fact that we are intelligent species, an intelligent species that has, you know, created houses where fire ants can't easily get in here. And, you know, the fact that I do have a retreat and don't have to expose myself to the elements all the time. I've also become a lot more observant when I'm out in nature, which, you know, we borderlines on panicky OCD kind of observance. (laughs) However, I do notice a lot of things everywhere I go, which I think is pretty cool. So I really just try and focus on those aspects of what that experience taught me and how it can add to my life instead of take away from it. And obviously, it doesn't always make me feel better. My brain doesn't always go there. And the same thing is going to happen whether you're experiencing grief of a past self, grief of a loved one, grief of whatever. You know, you're not always going to be able to turn it into some sort of happy-go-lucky situation. And that's okay. You can give yourself permission to feel whatever emotions are coming up. The pain and suffering isn't going to disappear just like that. And that is nothing to feel ashamed about. And at the same time, you may feel some sense of relief that there's no longer this pressure for you to do a certain thing or behave a certain way. I'm reminiscing on when I was in high school and early college, and I was just very grungy into like all of the 
the underground music and art scenes and was always jumping into mosh pits and doing a bunch of things that I probably shouldn't have been doing, not prioritizing my health. And I felt compelled to do those things at that point in my life because it felt like that was that I was going to regret it otherwise, you know, and I don't feel that kind of pressure anymore. And that's part of just getting older. And in some ways, you know, I look back with fond memories and I'm like, wow, I wish I'd had more experiences like that. But at the same time, I'm like, eh, I'm kind of happy where I'm at. You know, it's perfectly normal to grieve your childhood, to grieve your your teenage years, your past self. You know, people like to say they're the best years of your lives. I don't like to subscribe to that notion because I think it is 100,000% possible for life to just keep getting better and better. And maybe better and better isn't the best term, more so richer. And richness doesn't come without that full breadth of experience and emotion. And a lot of times that means grief and losing our past selves because we can't embody new selves and who we truly want to be without losing. So you may have an experience that results in you going through the process of grief even though it's not the stereotypical thing that would lead to grief. But I am a firm believer that everything happens for the reason. You know, there are hard days when I, I'm not going to lie, don't feel this way, but For the most part, I really try and stick to my faith in this because I've seen too much and I've heard too many stories and I I really believe that we are all on our unique paths to learn lessons that our spirits basically decided they wanted, they were meant to learn before coming here. Like, would I have started this podcast if it weren't for the fact that I went through that experience last summer? Probably not, honestly, because I've learned so much about myself and about my desire to help other people get through whatever hardships they're going through because I've experienced some of that firsthand. I'm not going to say that I've had the most traumatic life by any means. I feel pretty blessed in a lot of regards, but... Everything is relative, and just because you haven't experienced a literal horror movie, it doesn't mean that you don't have every right to feel the pain and the grief and the anger and the anguish and all of these these heavy emotions. Your feelings are so valid, and you deserve to let them be expressed in whatever way they come up, but you also have to to cultivate the tools so that you can get through those emotions and not let them define you and define the rest of your life. And again, that's that's something I really have to work on with this fire ant allergy situation because I will say I have let it define me in a lot of instances. And that's something I'm really working through. Like I will go camping again. I know that I will. I I will overcome my fear. I'm not going to let it hold me back. We're manifesting. It's just one day at a time. Maybe that day won't be tomorrow, but a year from now, who knows? We have to trust in the universe. We have to empower ourselves with knowledge and know how to, how to handle ourselves in certain situations. For example, like if I have a plan for if I have an an allergy, an allergic reaction, then I can feel a lot more secure doing things and taking risks that otherwise would put me in danger. Now, when it comes to death and grieving people who are no longer with us, 
it just takes time. And, you know, there's a saying that time heals all wounds. I don't necessarily agree with that because I don't think some wounds are truly meant to heal. They more so integrate with our lives and who we are. Um, they Again, they don't define us. That's not what I'm saying here. But like if you were to get your arm chopped off or your leg chopped off, it's not like that's going to just grow back and heal, you know. And it's kind of the same way with people. And, and that's okay. Like we don't have to be like these perfectly healed, unblemished individuals in order to live a life full of joy and beauty and to to not suffer. A lot of modern wellness trends and personal development resources, and I'm guilty of this myself, but they're trying to sell you on this this end goal of this perfect cookie cutter mold where like you don't have any scars and you're all patched up and you have no trauma in your body and you you know, you, your skin is perfect and your gut is perfect and yada, yada, yada. And all of those things are certainly great to work towards. But I also feel like we put this pressure on ourselves to like never feel discomfort, to never feel pain. Like we're always trying to run away from that. Again, very guilty of it myself. I don't like feeling uncomfortable. I've already mentioned health anxiety, hypersensitivity, all that jazz. But I think that something we can really work on is just learning how to sit with our discomfort and not see discomfort as like the end-all be-all as something that's going to dictate how we live our lives and I don't know I have to like take a deep breath as I say that because it's it's such a big truth that I need to embody more deeply myself that like we're we're not put on this earth to just heal 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 like don't get me wrong there's certainly some of that our spirits come here with the intention of learning these lessons and working through these challenges and a lot of that involves healing and and really letting things rise to the surface so that we can release them i think that's another important distinction to note is that we don't we have these things about ourselves that we think we need to quote unquote heal, but what we actually need to do is just let them be seen and let them be heard, let them come to the surface and make themselves known instead of working on pushing them down and burying them. And this can get kind of complicated, I think, especially for people with anxiety where you feel like you're letting your thoughts be known because your mind is always racing and whatever, but you're not really getting to the root cause, especially when you are in fact grieving a past version of yourself. You may not even realize that's what's triggering all of this emotional distress in the first place. So I truly think that the best thing we can do for ourselves in a lot of these cases of grief is to let ourselves feel whatever is coming up and to not judge it. I think some some things that can be really helpful are journaling or talking to a mental health professional. Um, I'm recording the rest of this episode a few days later. I am, in fact, meeting with my therapist in a couple of days. I'm really excited about that. I think it's gonna be it's gonna be really beneficial for me. But in those moments where you're feeling so overwhelmed by grief that you just like can't even get yourself out of bed, it feels like some things that I find that could be super helpful are 
small repetitive actions, I feel like this helps us get into a rhythm. So even just like doodling or, or coloring in a coloring book, um, washing the dishes, even getting a little like fidget type thing or doing like tapping. EFT tapping is really amazing for this. If you aren't familiar with EFT tapping, do um, a quick little Google search. You'll be able to find it real quick, but it's basically pressing on acu or tapping on acupressure points um, starting on the, the around the face that can really help you feel centered and grounded and more focused in on just the that simple sensation instead of all of the other sensations going on in your mind and body. Um, movements, just simple repetitive movements like walking or if you have a stationary bike, you can put on a stationary bike and then watch like a happy movie or something. I feel like when we're feeling really overwhelmed in those moments, it's when we need to just do small little quick fixes like jumping into a cold shower or even just writing down three things we're grateful for, or just going to sleep and taking a nap. Um, sometimes those little quick fixes can help pull us out of that really deep space so that we can lift ourselves up a little bit more easily with a little bit less effort. Like imagine climbing up a wall from the bottom of a valley to the mountaintop versus like only going the last 20, 20 meters, you know what I mean? or 20 feet or whatever. So first we use those little tips and tricks to get us out of the deep depths of despair. And then we can put in the effort for the work that takes a little bit more mental capacity, such as journaling or talking to a therapist, um, or even doing more complex exercise routines, working on a, getting up early, establishing routines, etc. At the end of the day, though, it's all about taking care of yourself. And obviously, if you have to take care of other people, like if you have a child, that's that's an important thing to uh, prioritize. But you, there's no rush to perfection and to acceptance. And if people are making you feel like you have to to be healed and better and not such a downer all the time, then maybe those aren't the right people to have in your life right now because you deserve people who are going to listen to you and make you feel validated because your feelings are incredibly valid and there is no there's no timeline for grief and everybody experiences it differently. So whatever you are feeling is quote unquote normal. But I I hope that this vi this not video ah this podcast was helpful in some way or it resonated, made you feel a little bit safer, more comfortable in this experience of life, this existence. You're not alone. I'll tell you that everybody goes through grief. Everybody who, who chooses to love and experience a life of, of fullness and joy is also going to experience those really hard lows. So you're not alone. There are people out there who want to help you and you're so loved. If you really need someone to talk to or need some resources, feel free to send me a DM. I will do my very best to, to put you in the right direction. Um, I think that I'm going to leave it there for today though. I don't really have much else to say on the matter. I'm sure that as I get older, 
as I experience more laws, <laughs> I will have more to say on the matter. So stay tuned because your girl is living and thriving and loving and laughing and crying and wallowing and shouting into the void about the chaos of nothingness. Okay, <laughs> have a wonderful and beautiful rest of your week, and I will chat with you next Monday. Goodbye. Thank you so much for joining me this week in the safe space of the Wellness Wave podcast. If you would like to support me and my show, I would be so grateful if you left a Spotify or iTunes review, followed me on my social channels at Slock Sounds or at the Wellness Wave Pod, or shared with a friend or family member who you know would infinitely benefit from listening. Until next Monday, have a beautiful week with the intention of creating waves.